100% grade A beefy web development talk without the bull. This is the David Conley Show. Online at bcradionetwork.com. Well, greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. You're listening to The David Connolly Show, coming at you from dcradionetwork.com. Hello to all the folks on YouTube, on Stitcher, and wherever you may be. Listen, have you checked out dcradionetwork.com? It's actually not too bad and worth a visit, because there's some videos and whatnot there. You can come along, join the Insider Club free of charge, talk with other developers who frankly know much more than me. You can take the trip and see the sites, it's all free of charge. If you haven't done so, I'd highly encourage you to visit dcradionetwork.com or insiderclub.org. The Hangout for Professional Web Developers. Anyway, how are you doing? It's good to be here. I have a couple of things to talk about today. Actually, I have a few things, but um, a couple of things in particular that I thought would be worth mentioning. Uh, today, I'm going to be asking the question, is Cake PHP set to capitalise on the downfall or the demise of the Codeigniter framework. You see, I actually think that there's there's a dynamic going on in the web development universe just now and hardly anyone is talking about this. So we're going to be talking about this today and uh, some of the things I'm going to say may sound a wee bit Homer Simpson-ish but you see, folks, I don't really care. I don't really care at all. So I'm just going to say what's on my mind. I'm going to just lay it right on you. Um, hello, before I go on, hello to the folks in the Skype room here. It's a late show, by the way. I think we're after 11 p.m. here. Uh, but we do have a few folks, a few crazy rock and rollers hanging out. We've got Martin Masson on the scene and uh, Richard's here as well and I do believe Joel is in the room as well so it's good to see you guys here. Um, let me tell you about some of the things that have been going on over the last few years in the web development universe. You know, I think was it three years ago I wrote this article called The Best PHP Framework and um, it was it was funny because surprisingly, this article it was just a WordPress thing. It ended up getting like six thousand views per month. I was quite surprised. It you know got a really high ranking if you search for best framework and so on. And I know you'll find this hard to believe, but I actually got approached by. Uh, Book pub a book publishing company saying, hey man, will you write about the framework? You know, the, the winning framework. And back then, you know, I, I basically did a review of the top five frameworks, at least in my own humble opinion. Now, I'm not a 
framework guru or anything, but I had played around with a few frameworks, blah, 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 and I kind of had a sense of the lay of the land. And back then, folks, I'm talking three years ago, the greatest PHP framework, in my opinion, was actually the Yi framework. And as I say, it was ridiculous. I, get, I mean, I'm not a Yi expert, but I, um, I posted this and it got you know, quite, quite a reaction, just this article, you know, I actually made money from that article, do you know if you get an article and it's got lots of links and whatnot, you can put adverts on, and I think I advertised, um, j just affiliate stuff that I got from Clickbank, someone advertising, like, selling a book on how to build your own framework, and another advert, just these things on Clickbank, blah, 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 Anyway, I chucked them up and can you believe it? I got clicks. You can actually get paid for writing articles. It's an awesome thing and maybe someday we'll talk about that. But in any event, back then, even though I was not a Yi user, I played around with it. I could see the lay of the land. And Yi was the best framework on the scene and there was, there was really... Um, I think two reasons why it was considered the kind of leading framework of the day a few years back. One reason is because it was technically very good. I mean, the pages loaded very fast. It had tons and tons of features, you know. Uh, it was just a super fast super fancy framework, you know, uh, and that was one reason, I mean, all of the tests, all of the folks who came out and tried, you know, testing speed and all that, and features, blah, 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 they all pretty much agreed that Yi was the head honcho, right? We know that Zend was in the frame and uh, Symphony, but back then, Zend and Symphony were really slow, right? So that was one thing, but the other thing that made Yi I'm talking about the Yi framework, Y-I-I. One of the things that made it um, so good was the fact that it, it kind of had a slightly different approach to web development than some of the other leading frameworks. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about, right? Now listen, if you guys build websites for a living, if you're in the business of building web applications, you will know that you spend a lot of time pretty much doing the same kind of tasks over and over again. And I don't care, you know, how clever you are or what type of PHP you use or anything, but there's just certain things that we do over and over again. So maybe in my case, I would say I spend probably 60% of time doing web development. 60% of that time is spent on form validation. I, I mean, I still haven't really figured out a super quick way of uh, doing form validation. Tried numerous frameworks and I can't really find the silver bullet for form validation. So form validation, Oh, correction, did I say form validation? I meant um, form uh, creation, you know, for a long time, that probably took up about 60% of my day. Can you believe it? 
I mean, it's just like, remember when you took physics at school and you thought you'd be building rockets, right, man? You thought you'd be talking about Einstein and doing all of this cool stuff and building time machines. But what happened when you actually turned up at the physics class? Do you remember? That's right. They just gave you equations. And every week in physics, it was just equations. Remember, F equals MA and all that stuff. Equations, 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 equations. So much so that the subject of physics could just be renamed equations. That was all it was. Same thing with web development. We thought so innocently that we would be building all of this super cool stuff and graphics and moving things and awesome stuff. And in the end... What are we actually doing? Well, the majority of time is probably spent on form validation, right? And that's just the lay of the land. Um, but you know, the Yee framework had kind of a different approach to these kind of things. And it was one of the first frameworks to really give this a serious attempt. The Yee framework had a graphical interface and it's a couple of years since I've actually used it so forgive me if I'm off track here right but you basically had this kind of admin interface thing and you could declare the name of the table you could declare the number of columns the names of the columns the types of columns blah 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 you would hit a big button that said on you go and then, in the click of a button, boom, this son of a gun would automatically and instantly build an entire CRUD generation script. Create, read, update, and delete. You know, it was right there, it was awesome. So three years ago, folks, three years ago, it seemed to me, and I think others agreed with me, that web development seemed to be moving towards this kind of super cool graphical interface thing, you know? And I don't want to start talking about things that I don't know too much about in case I get caught out here, but I think that that was happening across the general programming community as well. Remember, everyone was using C++ and then C Sharp came along and uh, the interface became this kind of visual thing, you know, kind of dragging and dropping and all that, or so I heard, that seemed to be the direction that we were going in, you know, point and click and all that stuff. But then, a couple of interesting things happened, and I'm giving you a little kind of history of the frameworks here, going back over the last few years, right? But a couple of interesting things happened. One day, out of the blue, and kind of pretty much at the same time, three, three frameworks suddenly emerged which had pretty much an entirely different vibe going on. Some people call them the next generation frameworks. Some people call them bleeding edge frameworks. But I'm talking about Zend, Two, sorry, Zend 2, got to get the 2 in there. I'm talking about Symphony 2, and I'm talking about Laravel. And when those three frameworks came along, the game kind of changed. Do you know what I mean? Because suddenly, 
the way that websites were structured was entirely different. Instead of having, um, you know, MVC, standard MVC, uh, you know, three folders with pretty much all of your stuff in those, you know, and a few others in the background, but fundamentally MVC. These sons of a guns, these leading edge frameworks were using bundles. We hadn't heard that word before, but apparently a bundle turned out to be folders that contained um, essentially modules that could build websites rather like Lego bricks. The concept is fantastic, you know. Of course, for those of us using HMVC, especially on the Codeigniter framework, it's not an entirely new thing. We were doing that long before Zen 2, Symphony 2 and Laravel appeared on the scene. I'm talking about modular coding, right? But nevertheless, this new super-duper way of building sites came along. And actually, it turned out to be entirely different from what all of the other frameworks were doing. But you see, folks, there was a couple of problems. The first problem is that things seem to become complicated. Now, if you're wondering what that means, go read the Symphony user guide, the Symphony 2 user guide. You will find that there's 30 pages of stuff before we get to Hello World, okay? There's around about 30 pages. Just to generate a basic, you know, controller, you're having to configure YAML files and all sorts of stuff, and it's just complicated, you know? I can say that quite comfortably. You know, I, I, I don't think I'm an idiot for saying that. It's just the way things are, uh, you know. But the other thing that was really interesting is that these other new generation frameworks, I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but they're really heavily dependent upon the terminal or, you know, the command prompt, right, for non-Mac users. And what's happening is it's moving towards a scenario where people are spending as much time building with the command prompt as they are building with some kind of text editor, you know, Sublime or NetBeans or whatever. And so now, uh, and I've actually seen people saying, and they've said it's, you know, the people are saying it's, it's amazing to be building sites using the command prompt. You know? And the funny thing is, in the back of my mind, I was never really comfortable with that. Do you know what I'm saying, folks? I was always kind of like, man, this, to me, it seems like a step backwards. I mean, didn't we, you know, didn't Bill Gates and the gang take us away from DOS and all of that stuff, all of that miserable kind of black screen with the, uh, you know, miserable Commodore text and all that? Aren't we supposed to be moving away from that? But apparently not. You know, you go on Twitter, you check out what some of the kind of upper echelons of the PHP community are talking about. And they're all raving about, you know, using Composer and stuff like that. They're all happily typing away on the command prompts and all of that stuff. And it just seems to be the way things are, you know. But actually... 
I'm not entirely sure if this is cool. I'm not entirely sure if this is the awesome technological step forward that people think it is. And you know, about a month ago, I had a conversation with Raymond from the Insider Club. Now, Raymond, you'll catch him on the forum. He is Insight FX. And in case you didn't know, Raymond, over the years, has pretty much been one of the go-to guys for the Codeigniter framework. I mean, on the Codeigniter website, on on that forum, he has well over 2,000 posts, you know. Um, a seriously experienced guy. And I was talking to Raymond about a month ago, and I said, Raymond, man, I don't know if I feel so good about the way people are building websites these days, you know. And I thought that he would be like, hey, you know, come on, get with the program. But to my surprise... He agreed. Can you believe it? And so I've been thinking, well, maybe if he agrees, I wonder who else would agree. <sighs> to me, it seems kind of backwards. To me, it seems somehow overcomplicated. There is no doubt that there's great feelings of smugness when you build websites like this. I mean, I've tried playing around with it, you know, and you generate m um, module and all that and all does the stuff fantastic okay downloading all of the latest stuff with compose yes yes indeed the feelings of smugness are complete but you see folks i'm just not sure if it's such a great step forward and i think that there's a lot of uh, what i would call type 2 developers who would agree with me now, we've spoken before about what a Type 1 and a Type 2 developer is. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Do you remember we spoke about Type 1 and Type 2 developers? Well, let me give you a reminder. Basically, the vibe is there are two types of web developers, Type 1 and Type 2. A Type 1 developer, uh, very typically... Uh, and by the way, I have coined the phrase, right? I, I mean, I'm, I just made this phrase up, but I think it's good, right? A type 1 developer is typically a guy who maybe started off fixing computers, maybe, uh, you know, very comfortable going into the BIOS and installing sound cards back in the days when you couldn't install sound cards easily. Type 1 developers come from a kind of ground-up level. A good example of a Type 1 web developer is a guy like Derek McLean, good friend of mine who's been on the show. So Derek McLean is very comfortable with the command prompt, with the BIOS, with you know building networks, and all that heavy stuff that guys like me just don't want to know about. He's very, very at home with that, okay? Uh, and that's his background. So these days, fast forward, you know, 15 years, he is a Zend 2 developer. And he's a very good Zend 2 developer. He builds awesome stuff. And, you know, when, he, when he's working, Derek and I, like, we've cruised the coffee shops and stuff and we've worked on a few projects. Man... That son of a gun will have the little terminal open and he'll be doing all of those commands, uh, ls and all of that stuff and moving to the directories and all of that fantasy stuff and he's perfectly, perfectly 
at home with that stuff. He's a fantastic developer and he is a type 1 developer. But you see folks, there's another type of developer. A type of developer which doesn't really get much of the spotlight but is actually out there and I, you know, I, I think in their own way uh, type 2 developers are contributing to the community as well. And a type 2 developer is typically someone who comes from an entirely different background. Instead of being the co you know the computational geek of the neighborhood, type 2 developers come from an entirely different background. Maybe they started off with Photoshop or you know maybe one day they just thought I'm going to design a leaflet on Photoshop. And that was how they got into this stuff. Maybe one day they thought, I'm going to learn word processing. And like me, maybe they started off and they said, I'm going to build a leaflet and put a picture and text. And maybe that was how they started. And from there, maybe they moved on to Front Page or Dreamweaver or something like that. You know, some kind of point and click vibe. Maybe from there they went on to WordPress Maybe from there, they went on to something like, I don't know, maybe normal PHP. Maybe they bought a book on PHP, you know, and they started doing some PHP. And maybe after that, they learned uh, one of the frameworks, something like Codeigniter. I don't know. And, you know, the funny thing is the type 1 and the type 2 developers are doing the same thing for a living. I mean, we're all building web applications, right? But the difference is that the type 2 developer has got to that point in time without having to ever open the command prompt once. Do you hear me, people? A type 2 developer, did I get mixed up and say type 1? I can't remember. You can handle what I'm saying, right? Type 2 developers can very happily very, oops, banged the microphone, very competently and all of that, build perfectly functional web applications. Good stuff. And they can have entire careers without all of that miserable command prompt stuff and all of that, right? So what's happening is, with the new generation frameworks, Laravel, Zen 2, Symfony 2, I think a lot of Type 2 developers are kind of... I don't know, a bit miserable at the way things seem to be going, you know? Because it, it, it just seems like a step backwards. I mean, I am a type 2 developer, okay? If you put me, you could put me in front of, um, you, you could open up the command prompt or something or the terminal thing, whatever, and say, navigate to the blankety blank drive. And I'll be honest, I'm not even sure if I could do it. I mean, I am so clueless at that stuff, you know? But do you think that makes me an idiot? Well, it can't. I can't be an idiot, and I can't be rubbish at what I'm doing, because I am the guy who has pretty much been living and breathing this stuff for 16 years. I am the guy who the cops phoned when they wanted some help figuring out this strange new thing called PHP. And I don't want to be too cocky, 
but I've probably built more websites than any of you guys listening. I mean, I haven't counted them up, but I've probably built about 500 sites. If you count repairs and collaborations, maybe I'm up to 2,000. And I'm not saying they were all roaring success stories. Listen, 80% of them probably failed miserably. But I have built, I would say, maybe five of them that generated over a million pounds per year. And in case you think I'm being smug here, I'm afraid I'm not. You see, I'm the anti-guru, don't you remember? It is true. I've built lots of sites and they've made a ton of money. The only challenge is, I was not the guy who owned the websites, okay? So I'm working on that, right? But the point is, you know, I am a type 2 guy, it is true, but I'm not an idiot, you know? I probably know more about search engine optimization than most of you guys. I've almost certainly charged more than anyone I know of in the industry, actually. Uh, Not only for SEO, but just for web development. And I've managed to do this for quite a long time, okay? Now, I'm not saying I'm a marvel of modern science or anything, modern day science. I'm just saying it's possible to tick along quite happily, even if you are not a type 1 developer. Can you handle the vibe? People, I think you can handle the vibe, okay? So, that's kind of the lay of the land. Now, as you know, back in uh, a few months ago, I think it was July actually, there was a major, was it July or August? I can't remember. But there was a major event happened in the web development universe. Codeigniter, which I do believe is the most requested or downloaded project on GitHub or something like that, but certainly was uh, one of the most popular frameworks on the planet. Codeigniter ran into problems, you know, and, um, you know, we, we don't know exactly how that's going to turn out, but needless to say, it's not all sunshine and smiles in Codeigniter land just now. Haven't you heard? They said they're looking for a new owner for the Codeigniter framework, and there's people yeah, all over the web saying, you know, Codeigniter's dead and there's this big panic going on, you know. Now, when this happened with Codeigniter, a lot of people moved to Laravel and a few people like me and Yava, who's one of the insiders, we started checking out like the Symphony framework and stuff and we started looking at other options, you know. Uh, And this is what happened. But the funny thing is, is when we started looking at these new generation frameworks, I think we were kind of slightly disappointed, okay? And I have the the confidence to say that, you know? I mean, I, I don't really care if that makes me seem out of touch or anything. But that was the vibe, you know? But folks, something interesting has happened within the last two weeks. You see, folks, back at the Insider Club, we have web developers from all over the planet joining the Insider Club, taking the trip and all of that stuff. And some of them get in touch and they ask questions and all of that, you know. And within the last couple of weeks, folks, 
suddenly and from nowhere. I've had messages from developers saying, when are you going to do some tutorials on Cake PHP? You know, and can you please show us Cake PHP? Cake! Can't, you know, Cake PHP, yeah! And another thing I've noticed, I actually keep an eye on the kind of uh, jobs market and see what people are hiring and all that stuff. And I've actually noticed as well that there is, out of nowhere, a demand for Cake PHP developers. Hmm, can you believe it? Cake PHP? Not so long ago since we were saying that it was an out of date dinosaur, remember? Remember we were all saying, ah, Cake man, it's so old fashioned and out of touch. Forget it, you know? Well, maybe we were wrong. Because as I say, I've noticed. Cake PHP developer wanted ads are appearing and I am getting those emails. Nobody ever asked me about Cake PHP up until two weeks ago. And suddenly these emails are appearing. That's kind of interesting. Now, right now, I have the Indeed Trends website in front of me. I'm saying Indeed Trends, T-R-E-N-D-S, right? The trend is trends, right? So it's at, uh, I think it's indeedtrends.com, I'm not sure. And basically, Indeed is a big jobs website, you know, massive, massive site, okay? And when you go on Indeed, there's a, a fantastic feature that allows you to uh, search for different technologies and actually view a graphical representation of you know, how, how, what the demand's like, and it's really, really interesting. So right now, for example, um, I've brought up five of the leading frameworks, actually six. Right in front of me, I have CodeIgniter, PH, uh, CodeIgniter I have CakePHP, I have Yee, I have Zend, Laravel, and Symfony, okay? And when you're doing these graphs, you're probably as well not bothering doing Symphony 2 and Zen 2 and does it have a space between the two and all of that or does it not? Listen, don't worry because the actual employers who are advertising for Zen 2 developers or Symphony 2 developers, they don't seem to be sensitive to that stuff. So I'm just searching for Zen, you know, Laravel, Symphony, ye. Code Igniter and Cake, and it's very interesting viewing indeed. So what I'm looking at is this graphical representation. On the x-axis we have time going all the way back to 2006, and on the y-axis we have the percentage of matching job postings, right? So it's basically the demand of the frameworks, you know? Now, what's interesting, folks, is at this moment in time, as we speak, CodeIgniter is the second most in-demand framework according to the Indeed website, the second most in-demand frameworks. But if you look at the graph right underneath CodeIgniter, right underneath CodeIgniter, there's this blue line representing cake, and it's actually turned around and it's, it seems to be on a kind of uptrend. And if you follow that graph, kind of in your mind's eye, another few months, 
even another two or three months, if things continue as they are, folks, the cake framework, PHP cake, or sorry, cake PHP, is due to become the second most used framework on the planet. And for all you people who are thinking, yeah, but what about Laravel? And what about Yi? Folks, Laravel and Yi are hardly even off the zero. There's actually hardly any jobs looking for Laravel developers and Yi developers. As a matter of fact, if you added up all of the jobs looking for Laravel developers and all of the jobs looking for Yi developers, neither of those combined would equate to the amount of jobs looking for CodeIgniter developers or CakePHP developers. You see, folks, what you don't get to hear too much is that CakePHP and CodeIgniter are incredibly popular, much more popular than any of the other frameworks, you know, that, well, than certainly more popular than uh, Laravel, you know, more popular than Symfony as well for that matter. So we're talking about seriously powerful, uh, popular rather frameworks. And as I say, I think and this is my prediction here, if you're wondering what technology to learn, my tip of the day is have a look at CakePHP. Because when you look at CakePHP, you will find, A, it has a massive community, okay? B, it's solid as a rock. Folks, they're only on version number two and it's been going for years. That's a good thing. Remember, Big business doesn't want to use a framework that has complete high volatility, you know, something that's going to have a new version coming out every two months. That's not what the, the millionaires want to buy. They want a framework that's stable and Cake has that stability, okay? And because it's been going for so long, because it has such a massive community, there's tons of downloads, you know, you can pretty much download anything you want, uh, you know, do you need a, a PDF generator? No problem. Whatever you need, do you need a PayPal integration script? It's all there, you know, and, and because of the history and the community and all that, there's also the security factor, okay? And what you'll find is that when you actually start looking at things like form validation, uh, Things like how CakePHP handles security, things like that. Actually, it's very close to how the CodeIgniter framework used to work. I mean, it's much closer to CodeIgniter than Laravel. It, it's far closer than Laravel, actually. And I think that CodeIgniter developers who move to take PHP will, will definitely feel comfortable, uh, more comfortable than they would if they headed to Laravel, which as I say, I mean, if you're happy with a command prompt, then you're in for a good time with Laravel, but I don't think many people fall into that category. So that, folks, is the tip of the day. I actually think Cake PHP is basically going to be capitalizing 
on the downfall of the Codeigniter framework. And that is it. Anyway, I've gone on for too long here. How am I doing for time? I had so many other things to talk about, man. I have tons of things to talk to you guys about just now. Maybe I'll just leave it at that. We'll have a little conversation about web development for a change. Back to basics, folks. It's back to basics. Thank you very much for being here. Stay cool. And I'll see you again at the next Grand Bash. Bye.